You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, PJ Glasser, Jim Rodriguez, going to be joined momentarily here by Reed Wallach, get his thoughts on some NBA and some college hoops. But J-Rod, I'm learning more and more about you every day. You went to Creighton, you're a Blue Jay, Middle America out there in Omaha. So I assume you went to the College World Series then. I'm sure you've been there a couple times. Absolutely. It's fact, my, my freshman year, they made it to the College World Series, which was mayhem out there. You, you don't need to get some kids from Omaha a chance to party, let alone have a College World Series. And yes, Creighton University, the Harvard of the Midwest. All right. Well, let's, let's bring in another guy who was told that he would be a graduate <laughs> of the Harvard from the Midwest. Joining us now on the buy the Phoenix.com guest line is Reed Wallach of Betside. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit buythephoenix.com to learn more. Wisconsin alum, Reed Wallach from Betside. Reed, appreciate you joining us, man. How's everything going? Uh, guys, thanks for having me on. Uh, noted Nets fan here. So it's been a, a stressful you know, few years, <laughs> but really it's come to a head uh, the last few days. And you know, the grieving process has began and Hopefully the grieving process is over soon, but uh, yeah, you know, besides that, everything's great. College ball picking up uh, off a big weekend there, so that was nice to you know feel like dog days. I had like a, a few tough beats, like it felt like I was on the right side, and then like a stupid foul at the end, like doesn't matter to anything. Uh, so it was nice uh, to have a nice Saturday, and hopefully we keep that momentum rolling into March. Let's stay with the Nets, Reed, because I want to get your thoughts. As a Nets fan, did you like, for, for your team's purposes, did you like the trade better that you got from the Suns, or did you like the package that you got better for the Mavericks? And just what, what are your thoughts overall on what Brooklyn's decided to do? Yeah, so for getting betting perspective for one second, as a Nets fan, uh, it's been tough to kind of deal with what's been going on because – well, I think everyone deserves blame for how this all unraveled. It is tough as a fan and like a really, really passionate fan, season ticket holder, watch every game, you know, really live and die by this team. One of the few Nets fans that is. But to have your ownership in front office basically tell your fans that we can't win a championship. We no longer want to compete for a championship because the NBA, tried and true, you need one of, what, 10 15 guys or you need two of the top 20 guys to win a championship uh and the nets had one in kevin durant forget Kyrie Irving for a second but they had one in kevin durant a guy that could carry you to a championship you have a uh greater than one percent chance with kevin durant on your roster to win a championship and the nets said no like we're it's not working no thank you we want to go back to being this gritty 
frisky, talented roster. So it's tough as a fan to kind of stomach that. Um, now from like where we go now, yeah, the Nets are good. We got back a good haul. Again, I don't think that the front office deserves any sort of credit because they didn't negotiate. They didn't do anything. They put Kevin Durant where he wanted to be. So long-term, I think the Nets are going to land on their feet and they'll be okay. But as a fan, it is a little tough to stomach this that we're no longer competing for a championship and we had aspirations to do that. So I'll get over it and I'll be fine. But again, this is an organizational failure. It's one of the biggest failures in sports history. And it's tough to sit with that as a fan and be like, all right, let's go get it, uh, you know, Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, who are both very good. This is not me complaining that they're on my team. It's just, you know, it's tough as a fan to go from Kevin Durant to what this team is going to be now. Yeah, yeah, this isn't a Miami Marlins kind of uh, teardown situation. But but at the, at the same time, you, you just knew when James Harden is the voice of reason, when he says, you know what, y'all are too crazy. I got to get out of here. Then you knew something was up, Reed. You knew when James Harden's the one making sense, right? Yeah, and then and then you end up with Ben Simmons, who uh, worst contract in the league, I think, is uh, sugarcoating it at this point. Uh, how poorly it's going with Simmons, and yeah, I, I think again, Nets. You know, I, I am directing a lot of blame at like the Nets front office and how they handled it. They did get back a decent haul. Kyrie Irving, obviously, you know, volatile is a nice way of putting it. You know, Durant looks like he didn't really have the the stomach to really try and make this work. So a lot of people to blame Harden out, but like that's where it really started to unravel with, you know, getting the Simmons package back, getting fleeced like that. Now they're kind of lost uh, with that contract. So it's, it's tough right now, but I still think that this team is going to make the playoffs. I still think they're a tough out on a night to night basis with the defensive uh, prowess they have on the wing with the length they have. This is not a team that you're going to walk over. I know that Nick score got a little lopsided last night, but granted second game and also it was a two point game with two minutes left in the third quarter. It's a competitive game. Um, so I think that this Nets team is going to still be frisky on a game to game basis, maybe a little undervalued, but again, you're going back now where this is a team that's going to be middling fighting to like stay out of the playing game versus you know, you have Kevin Durant, and you know, you're fighting for a championship. As soon as Durant got traded, Reed, the Suns became the favorites to win the Western Conference. Do you think that that's deserving? I mean, do you think that the Suns are the team to beat out of the West? A team to beat is a strong word because I do think that while the fit, first of all, Kevin Durant is like the easiest superstar to plug into any system. The guy is an easy, easy 30 points each night. You know, jumpers, any way you can put them in. Great defender, obviously. The knee seems like it's going to be not a concern moving forward. Um, so he fits in great, but the team is very shallow. You know, one injury, and all of a sudden you start to see some cracks in this roster and, you know, the depth concerns. So I wouldn't say, like, overwhelming favorite. you got to see it on the court. you got to see how this all comes back. Uh, Devin Booker has been, you know, managing a groin issue. Chris Paul, obviously, 38 years old now. Uh, he's obviously had some durability concerns over the last few years. So I wouldn't say overwhelming favorites, but yeah, if this team is healthy in the playoffs, that to me is the best team in the Western Conference. Denver, I put right there. I have concerns about Memphis's half-court offense come playoff time. But to me, it's Phoenix, right with them, Denver, a little bit of a drop-off Memphis, and then from there, it's everybody else. Before we get to college hoops, I got one more thing. We find out now Zion Williamson has had a setback from his – Mm-hmm. hamstring uh, and so six and 14 without them they are falling like a rock 
are they done? Uh, is it all done in New Orleans? Is this dream? Does my ticket of them going to the Western Conference Finals? Can I just light up my cigar with it? No, I, I wouldn't say light it up because this Western Conference is so wide open that again, I was just talking about Phoenix. One injury, it, it, this whole thing could unravel. So I, I think don't light it on fire yet, but it's very concerning. Obviously, you know, like you said, Jim, six and fourteen without Zion. This was a team that I thought. Western Conference Finals for sure. This was a team playing for the one seed, you know, six weeks ago. And, you know, this injury with Zion, I think obviously a, a re-aggravation is a big concern, of course. I wouldn't go ruling it out, but they need him on the floor. And this is someone who's had durability concerns. It feels like every NBA player now has durability concerns. I, I wouldn't lay it on fire. If they get into the playoffs, though, we saw the high end, the high ceiling of this team. Western Conference Finals, I thought, was very much within reach. So, wouldn't light it up yet, but... Obviously, this is getting a little nervy now with they're in the play-in mix now. One more injury. Brandon Ingram's had concerns. You know, one more injury. And this is a team that also is going to struggle to win any game, let alone fight with winning one of every three one every three games. So, concern, yes. Wouldn't go light on fire, though, just with how open the Western Conference seems to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Talking with Reed Wallach here from BetSided on BetQL Daily with PJ Glasser and Jim Rodriguez. Reed, let's get into some college hoops. Good slate tonight. Great game in the Big East. Creighton at Providence. Creighton's a short road favorite laying one and a half. This line was at two and a half. It's dipped to one and a half. Providence 13-0 straight up at home this season, yet they're underdogs here in this game to Creighton. So are you taking the Blue Jays, or do you think Providence gets to 14-0 at home tonight? Yeah, I'm leaning towards Providence. I want to see if this bounces back to two, get that bucket um, as the home dog. But Creighton is a team that's getting a lot of hype. And I came on this show, I think it was two weeks ago, and I was talking about UConn, a team that's time to start buying low on, a team that's going to start rounding into form. Creighton just beat UConn at home. I kind of baked in that as a loss anyway, but I watched that whole game. Creighton isn't, to me, the national championship contender that was projected before the season. I know they were a trendy pick. They're kind of peaking right now. I believe they won eight in a row. They also haven't done a lot of damage on the road. If you look at who they beat on the road away from uh, Jim's alma mater of uh, Omaha, they did just beat Seton Hall last week in a competitive game, but Seton Hall... Struggles on offense. This is a Crane team that is really built on their defense around Ryan Kalkbrenner, around the paint. They don't turn you over. Uh, the three-point shooting really isn't there, despite the talent on the roster. Only oh, Couldn't really close out UConn. UConn had a game-tying three foot on the line in a back-and-forth game. So that was a game that they easily could have lost. I'm just not there with Creighton still as a national championship contender. 
I'm really curious to see how they do on the road tonight. Like I said, they haven't really been challenged on the road. Uh, I believe it's Seen Hall. They beat Butler on the road, Georgetown on the road. This has been a while. So on this heater, haven't been challenged on the road. They're great at home. Come tournament time, you got to show some moxie away from home. So I don't know if that's going to hold up. Whereas someone like UConn, they've competed on the road and we've seen their worst. So I still am buying UConn. I think you can still find 30s out there. That's still good because that's going to be a team that's going to be on the four line, if not higher come Selection Sunday. So that's why I'm still buying UConn versus Creighton. As for tonight, I'm leaning towards Providence as the home dog. I'm waiting to see if two could pop back. I don't see it anywhere. We'll see if I, I play it. Um, my bet stamp at RW33. You can see that if it goes through the app. But I'm leaning towards uh, Providence for sure. It's a dog or pass spot for me. Yeah, it, it's sort of a hold your nose for me because, I mean, obviously we know how, how well Providence is. And, and the Jays have won 11 of the last 13, and you want to get yeah. hot as you go into March. But, yeah, they, you know, as, as, a, as an alumni of Creighton, show me something in March, and, and, and that's what we're waiting for. Now, a team that has shown us something in March is Kansas, right? Big 12, amazing conference in basketball. Kansas at Oklahoma State tonight. Last check, it's Kansas laying a one and a half. It was two and a half, so that's gone down. Uh, I think the Jayhawks, you know, in, in a very fluctuating Big 12, I think they're, they're right where they want to be. Yeah, I, I think Kansas is fine. I, I think every team in the Big 12 are going to go through some swoons, some tough scheduling spots, because in reality, any team in the Big 12 could beat anybody. We just saw Texas Tech, who is 2-10, and ten, or was 2-10 in conference play, Beat Texas at home last night, who was one of the hottest teams in the country, let alone the conference. So this is the best conference in college basketball. That being said, I like Oklahoma State to win this game uh, outright at home against Kansas. This is a team that challenged Kansas back on New Year's Eve, lost by two, 69-67 at Allen Fieldhouse. Now back at home where Oklahoma State is much better. This is also an Oklahoma State team. Got Musa Cisse back from injury a few weeks ago. They just went to Iowa State, the toughest place to play in the Big 12 this season. Beat Iowa State outright, convincingly, too, going away. So this is an Oklahoma State team, stout on defense, top 10 in Ken Palm's adjusted defensive efficiency. I like the Pokes to win this game outright. I think they're peaking at the right time, and I just think it's a great spot for them. This is a team that's going to make the tournament and be dangerous with that defense come March. Big 12 as a whole is a team I think is going to just cause problems for any other conference. You know, Big 10 SEC particularly, I think, is going to show a lot of issues come March. Big 12 is going to show their flex their muscles a little bit in uh, the tournament. Yeah, and they have been doing it without Avery Anderson, too. When they get him back, they could be really dangerous. Pretty good game, the SEC tonight, Missouri and Auburn. Auburn's laying six and a half. The total's what I'm interested in, though, Reed. It was at 155 and a half. It's down to 150 and a half. We know Mizzou can score. They just put up like 85 on Tennessee, and Auburn tends to be much more potent offensive team at home. You think we're in it for a shootout tonight? Do you like the under, or do you like anything with the side here in this game? Yeah, Missouri's been a team I've been playing all season because if you look at what happened, Dennis Gates comes in the head coach, uh, a lot of transfers. Uh, this is a team maybe undervalued. They're going to make the tournament as well. And Auburn, a team I've been selling, I faded them Saturday against Alabama. It was about a pick on my, I think I got like minus 125, minus 130. It's played against them. Alabama pulled away late. And this total probably got bet down because Auburn's guards are terrible. Uh, they can't shoot. This is a team that's bottom, uh, was it, 30 and three-point percentage. So this is a team that can't shoot. But you're playing a Missouri team that loves to go fast, loves to push the pace. Defense is kind of their weak spot. So can Auburn get going at home? This is a get-right spot for Auburn. I, I lean towards the over, honestly. And if it was 
you know, a spread. I think people are going to lean towards the, this is where Auburn kind of romps. You know, Missouri just beat Tennessee, kind of fat and happy. I would lean towards the dog just because Missouri, their offense is so potent, they're able to keep pace with anybody. But I'm, I'm looking at the over kind of playing against this steam down. Um, no bet for me, but I would lean towards the over in this game. Missouri is a team, they're probably going to land on like that 7, 8, 9 line come tournament. With the right matchup, that is a team that could bust up uh, a high seeds bracket with the way they play. Obviously, matchup dependent, but they're a really tough out. Look at a team like Tennessee that likes to play a little bit slower, doesn't uh, necessarily light it up on offense. I mean, they just scored 45 points against Auburn uh, a few weeks ago. So I think Missouri, that's a team keep your eye on. Right matchup, that's a team that can make a run into the second weekend. Yeah, Missouri with the way they could score, man, like you said, they, they could be dangerous. Reed, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the NBA and college hoops tonight. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, guys. That was Reed Wallach on the BuyThePhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit BuyThePhoenix.com to learn more. Great stuff there from Reed Wallach. Join us here on BetQL Daily. When we come back, J-Rod, we got another great guest, Jason Scott of BetMGM, the VP of Trading. He's going to join us. We're going to get his thoughts from how the book made out from the Super Bowl and all the movement that they've been getting after the NBA trade deadline. P.J. Glasser, Jim Rodriguez, more BetQL Daily coming up after this.